When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 937 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Ben Funky Askren and James Dean Raider. Ben, I hope you had a happy Father's Day. I had a pretty good Father's Day. You had some custom shirts made, I saw. Uh, that was my well, I, mean, I didn't do it. That was my wife. Was, we were on um, my high school friend's camping trip, I guess you'd call it, right? And uh, so it was like, I don't know, seven or eight of us. Uh, and the wives got those shirts made. It was kind of funny because it was Father's Day. Very, very braggy of you. I, that's what honestly that was my that was my kids well i i didn't get them made my wife did uh but um that was kind of my kids opinion as well oh really <laughs> yeah they're like this is kind of feels like bragging maybe we shouldn't wear this yeah yes okay well junior duels so happened. i was just going to complain about the junior duels because we didn't win and i got a complaint okay well you first um jd jd has to Take his take his beating. He was big big time yeah. brag guy. What happened? Wisconsin got Iowa on the uh, the heavies. Ah, well, but did you see? Actually, I mean, I'm gonna give Iowa a little bit of cover here. Did you guys see what happened to your guy Drayshawn Ross? Um, that yeah. was ridiculous, <laughs> bro. That kid should be DQ'd like permanently. I mean, uh, you know, I think Connor Mayer's is gonna be Drayshawn Ross anyways, but Pete Rose. Dude, he knocked out that he not that the kid from Oklahoma. I'm not remembering his name right now, but he, he's going to Navy. He's like kind of tough. He's like um, uh, seven, eight, nine ranks somewhere in there. He's from Oklahoma. and He's going to Navy. He was losing with a few, and he need Ross in the face and knocked out a couple of his teeth. And the fact that a behavior like that doesn't get punished is ridiculous. Uh, we were kind of complaining about who we were complaining. We were complaining about the headbutt with Tyler Berger um, yeah. last week. Same yeah. behavior. You're losing a few seconds left, and you do something to purposely injure, and there's no penalty for you. It's it's absurd. I'm just glad they got they gave Christian Carroll a yellow card for what he did. <laughs> that is the behavior I'm most concerned with, and that's the message I don't want to be sent to youths. Um, you know why I think I saw the Drayshawn Ross clip. We could probably pull it in. Um, it was bad. Uh, but you know why I think. Well. The, the, one of the reasons I kind of am wondering if why it wasn't like punished more is because Drayshawn kind of he kind of ate it in a way that you wouldn't expect someone to just absorb a knee. And I feel like if he had like went flying or whatever, yeah, he's he's kind of took it because it and hit I'm, him in the teeth, right? Yeah, it kinda, yeah it I know. That was where he must have had his mouth open or something because it hit him right in the tooth. Um, but I, I don't know. Regardless, I mean, th- there's no wrestling sequence in which you jump and you knee someone in the face. I don't know if people are aware of that. Mm. He, he could be going for like a flying squirrel or something. <laughs> no, it, man. You need him if your opponent's <laughs> unconscious, they are much easier to flying squirrel. I, oh I found. I found. So wrestling should really think of a way to punish this. But where Wisconsin got screwed here, let me uh, – this is it, – it's almost mind-blowing, I think. I, I don't know where USA Wrestling got their tiebreakers here. So within the pool, championship pool, three teams go two and one. Wisconsin, Oklahoma, and Ohio. Mm-hmm. All go two and one. So they all beat they all beat Minnesota. Minnesota was 0-3. Sorry, Minnesota. Uh Ouch. Brandon Lawrence, Jared, Jared, Brandon Lawrence, Brandon Paulson, Jared Lawrence gotta get get those guys trained up again. Um okay, so Oklahoma beats Ohio by six points. Ohio beats Wisconsin by five points. We made a couple bad matches, but we smashed Oklahoma by 31 points. We beat them down. 
So you think, okay, point differential, right? That's the yeah. way usually three-way ties are because everyone's beating everyone. That's the way it's settled, right? Yes. Given the fact that we won by 31 and the other teams won by six and five, we would be in the finals. But no, that is not how they do it. You want to know how they do it? How do they do it? The team with the least amount of points, right, which would be Oklahoma because we smashed them, they get kicked out and then they go to head-to-head. But it it purposely punishes the team who did the best because generally the team who had the least points would be the team that gets beat up the most, right? right. So right. if you get beat up the most, you're out. So then you're punishing the team who did the best. It doesn't, I mean, from a mathematical, logical standpoint, it makes no sense. Yeah, that's weird. So I, weird. How did they come up? I don't understand how they came up. I don't know, because I'm like, oh, we're in the finals. Because, hey, you, you know, know Ohio, it's annoying. What? Keith Gothard knows what to do. He says, Gothard doesn't know nothing. He said, no, listen, this would have worked, dude. It says, go 3-0, and problem solved. <laughs> I know, damn it. But uh, I was so excited because we lost to Ohio, and I'm like, oh, man. And then Oklahoma was upsetting Ohio, and I'm like, yes, we killed them. We're in the finals. And then we got one over third place. It was no good. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that. But at least you beat Iowa. Yeah. I don't know if you would have got to beat, beat Iowa, Iowa had uh, had that not happened. It was for third. That is true. I don't had, know if we would have. And had that Oklahoma kid not need Drayshawn Ross in the face. A lot of a lot of things wow. had to happen for, for Ben to smile. Hey, who's that. your rankings guy? High school? Or high school. David Bray. Hey, can you pass on a message to him? Because I meant to email him. Colmere Soul is going to 220 now. He's okay. smashing everybody, so you need to put him at 220 and move him up a little bit because he uh, he beat Gavin Nelson, the number two, and then he just tech-followed the number seven, and he tech-followed the number 10, and I think there's another one that they tech-followed. So just pass that word on. I think maybe the 19. Oh, the 19 and the 20. He, he tech-followed everybody, taking okay. no prisoners. All right, Cole Mirasola, 220. Putting pass 220 on. on us. That's a big win beating uh, Gavin Nelson. Yeah, he was down 9-0 in five second-period takedowns. Whoa. It was pretty awesome. I was so pumped up. Guess he's got a little tank on him. Yeah, he goes hard. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ness Wisconsin Radio Live. <laughs> yeah, you love it. You love it. Great state of Wisconsin. Transfer Radio Live. The Iowa Hawkeyes have added two more hammers to their lineup via the transfer portal. Jared Franick and Michael Caliendo, both Bison of North Dakota State, no more. They uh, hit the portal after Coach Kish left, and then Iowa scooped them up. Pretty big gets for for the Hawkeyes. Uh, ben, J.D., what were your thoughts when you saw this news? Um, well, I heard the rumor that they'd been given a good yeah. offer. Um, I think it's like it's a little bit of frustration, um, and I felt the same thing. Like I don't know what I was looking at, and I saw Michigan. Wait, Michigan got four All-Americans in one offseason? This is freaking nonsense. Um and the NLI has become this thing where uh, it's not really NLI. It's, I'm sorry, NIL. It's freaking boosters offering money to kids to go somewhere, which is illegal. But I guess because somehow it's NIL, now everyone thinks it's legal. It's not. It's not freaking legal. Like, you can't offer money to go somewhere. And we've seen this with, obviously, three programs. It's obviously in Penn State, Michigan, and Iowa. And they've loaded up their rosters. And... um I guess good for them for abusing the the current rule system to its fullest extent, because uh, it, it. But it is annoying for other fans, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it is tough for the. I mean, North think about your North State. Dakota State, and you just lost your two best dudes. Man, I mean, and they their whole team went in the portal. Basically, all their relevant wrestlers, Juan Mora, yeah. Owen Pence is is still in the portal, unsigned at this point. Brannick and Caliendo were definitely the the flag bearers for for the Bison. Mm-hmm. They lost 19 and a half NCAA points. Oh, I mean, that's, that's huge. A, the team. That's a national champion, almost. Yes. National champ is 20. So that's just, I mean, Coach Blanc is truly going to have to start, not from scratch, but close yeah. to, um, which is not what I, I didn't expect the, the portal rush. But then again, in a typical coaching change, I, I don't know if this would happen, but I feel like these guys went one the coaching change happens, and it's like, okay, there's a reason to jump in the portal and see what kind of money I can get. And there's a chance that the money they – I mean, certainly for, for the Iowa kids, you would yeah. have to assume there's a pretty significant financial incentive. I heard um, the offer, but you don't let me say rumors online anymore. So, well, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to tell you what I heard. Okay. 
Um, well, some rumors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but it is so. I think it's annoying for uh, fans of other teams. I mean, Iowa would have been good next year, but they're you know they're way better now because of the portal because they got Dovinovich, Harari, uh, and those two. And then obviously Michigan, Michigan, and I, I like Coach Bomet. I think he's great. They wouldn't have been very good next year. They were going to kind of stink. Yeah. And then you get four All Americans, and you kind of don't stink. Yeah, they certainly don't. Um, yeah, it is a weird, weird thing where basically you don't have to. If you're a power program, you don't have to take your licks or even pay the price of you know poor poor recruiting or anything like that. It's just poor like coaching. all right, who did good last year? Tell them. Yeah. Have this person call them, jump in the portal. I'm not saying that's what Iowa did here. I'm saying that is just like an easy thing that can happen for all these these programs. I mean, that is that is what happened though. And I don't know. And I don't know that. And I don't. You say it's illegal. I don't. I don't know. It is illegal. I mean, the rule is you cannot give money incumbent on attending a specific university. That is very clear. Yeah, it is. It's it's written explicitly in there that you cannot give money in exchange for attending a specific university. And, that, and that's what's happening. Come to Iowa and we'll give you this. Come to Michigan, we'll give you this. Come to Penn State, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Kale swears he doesn't do it. And I, God, he seems so trustworthy. I really want to believe him. But then given what kids are being offered other places, it's really hard to believe him. Yeah. Well, he had some, some kids you knew that were going there. They're not, to my knowledge, and unless they're lying to me, which I don't think they are, they're not getting anything special. Yeah. So, I mean, I could say that pretty factually. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what's interesting for Iowa is the how this can move their lineup around because 157 is seamless with Frannick because, you know, Seabrecht was is good, but not Frannick level, so easy to slide him in. And Caliendo is better than Kennedy, uh, objectively, but... yes. Kennedy is someone you you've invested a lot in and expected. He's been there three good years now. He's been there three years. He's had one year as the starter so far. And what does that do with him? I I think it's pretty simple. You bump Kennedy to seventy four. You bump Nelson to eighty four, and then Assad can either battle it out at eighty four or go ninety seven, where they're pretty pretty bad right now. Um. That to me is the best potential lineup from a point scoring perspective for Iowa. Why didn't they grab Pence also? Because Pence could uh, solidify them at ninety seven. Honestly, solid. yeah, he could get some pins. He's kind of a throw your a, friend in the car. Yeah, he's like grab Owen, load him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a he's he's pretty fun. He gets a lot of pins. Uh, but, yeah, he's wild. But yeah, they they. I mean, they're also. A reason not to get Pence is if you think you can get AJ second semester, he's a Me national too. champion. Well, does um, I mean does this does this offend the Ferrari family at all? Because Anthony was probably surely going to be fifty seven or sixty five. I mean that's the most obvious weights for him. And now you brought in two guys who are very dif- very difficult for him to beat out in front of them. Well, a- Anthony also said he could go forty nine, uh, which you know they have Voinovich there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and Seabrick. And Seabrick now. Kind of a log jam. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. You you would expect there would be, this wouldn't have caught the Ferraris by surprise, but maybe it did. I don't know. What will get interesting is the following year, Caliendo has three years remaining, right? So how? Uh, yeah, he's only been there red shirt and then one year. Correct. So, so my question is in the, Coming years, you've got Arnold, who looks like a 74. He's How 74. He's a 74. You've got Angelo coming in, 84. What does that do for Kennedy? I and mean, it looks like Kennedy could get squeezed here. Um, because yeah. or, or Arnold, if Arnold can't beat Kennedy. which That could happen, know, too. That could definitely happen. That could absolutely happen. So there's going to be definitely some, you know, some friction there, like we're going to see it with Penn State and their kind of middle-ish weights. Uh, hey, if you guys ever interviewed Gabe Arnold, could you ask him a question? Okay. Why does he wear that damn knee pad backwards on his calf? Because I think that might be cheating. Cheating? I don't like when people wear Yeah, because so it's if all someone shoots a single the yeah. and they grab the knee pad and it slides, then you don't have the leg anymore. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. Why would you wear a knee pad backwards? It's weird. I got so mad one time when I was coaching. I had this goofball. I mean, listen, you coach high school, you get some guys, you know, they're, you're lucky they, they show up to the mat with a singlet on. And this dude, <laughs> he, he had his knee pads on, but they weren't like pulled all the way up. He, he took a point away or he gave the other guy a penalty point. Wait, because, the referee? Yes. This is folk style. Um, That's a rule. According to this knucklehead, it's a it was a rule. I was like, hold on, that's just he just has his knee pad. It's not pulled all the way up. He's like, they have to report to the the mat properly. It you know it's one of those types. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right, bro, the, the kid's 14. He he can bear, He just learned how to tie his shoes, and now you're you're getting all specific with the knee pads. He just forgot. But yeah, he started the match down one zero. Um, that that sounds made, like the. Uh... Type wrestler could have used the point too. He could have used a point. <laughs> yeah, it's often those. The recent shoe tie learners are also the point. The guys that could use every point they can get. Shoe tie um, learners. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. My my order of words was strange there. It's okay. Um. So yeah, I don't know. You know, if he had that ref in the Shenandoah Valley, he'd have been in big trouble, Mister Gabe Arnold. He just yeah, started down one zero. And if you start down one zero in the Shenandoah Valley, I don't care if you're Gabe Arnold. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're in trouble. <laughs> he would have been it, it. That may have been insurmountable for Gabe. Uh, so funny. But back to Gabe. Um, otherwise, it is going to get interesting with their their lineup moving moving forward. Yeah, and one of the things I see as um, you know, unless and this is where you need like some really good interpersonal skills. But given how the relationships turned out with people leaving Iowa, maybe they struggle there a little bit. Is and this is where Kale seems to be a master is like keeping everyone's emotions and egos in check. And like that, the Nolf Dake thing is like, dude, freaking what a wizard, you know, to keep those people happy as opposed to like you're bringing someone in, the only guy in America that could beat me, and you're bringing him in here. And but he makes it all work. If you're Patrick Kennedy and you've been in Iowa for three years and you're our guy, and that guy was the enemy, and now because my performance wasn't satisfactory, you brought someone over the top of me. Man, that like I feel like that that could has the potential to not guaranteed kill team chemistry. team chemistry. It it can it can and you know Nolf Nolf's also a professional, right? It's a it's a maybe it's yeah. different in in that sense, right? Well, Kill's done it with the college team as well for sure. He's done it yeah. with both. Um, and, and his coaching I guess, staff, I mean, listen, kept everyone I, around happy. I think, I think for sure there's there's got to be very very real tension about that situation with Nolf and Dag. I just think they everyone is kind of on board. Or when you go to Penn State, you realize that's part of the. Well, yes, I think it's part yeah, of it, yeah. and then also I think there's enough conversation or something that that they're. They know how to handle it in a professional team first kind of way to where yeah. even if they do feel a certain kind of way, it doesn't come out. Whereas other places it comes out and it ends ugly, ugly um, multiple yes. times. So I think that's a they some they're doing something differently there because I don't yes. think there's less inherent friction there built built in. I can't imagine Nolf at that time. Yeah, Didn't human beings like... are human beings, and yeah, uh, they have they have emotions. And but as the, as the leader, it's your job to, you know, get everyone to be. He actually just had someone put a quote up. It might have been, it might have been when he was on that fishing trip. It was a video clip of twenty seconds and just talking about how uh, it's so much better for everyone if you can get the leaders to buy into the culture that you're trying to yep. you know have and that type of stuff. Um, it was just a really really good quote clip, uh, clip quote, whatever you say. Um, that's what he's been able to do. But for Iowa, he said, you know, with the, um, you know, with Ramos leaving or Gilman leaving or these other people, it hasn't, or Metcalf leaving, right? It hasn't always seemed all rainbows and sunshine. And so now, you know, how will they navigate this? Because 165 wasn't a clear open spot for them. There was Patrick Kennedy, who has been, you know, has been ranked as high as six, seven, somewhere in there. This year showed promise, and now you bring in Kelly into over the top of him. And you know, Nelson's at 74, and he had a really good year. So, I think you're right. I think maybe you do move him up, but if they weren't anticipating already moving up, then that's where the issue could become. Yeah, yeah, it, it 
I think they can kick the problem down the line a year or so. Year, yes, probably one year because Arnold's going to redshirt, right? Um, you would think. Although, could he Olympic and then do a regular? They have to be a medal. I think he'd be a medalist. Okay. But he didn't make the junior team this year. No. He didn't. Make, he didn't make the cadet. He didn't make the cadet team, did he? Has he ever won an age level medal? No. I don't okay. think so because the one year he lost it, the one year he was supposed to make it, or he was maybe a favorite. I don't want to say supposed to. It's probably two. Uh, remember he lost to Rogotsky. That was when it was in Wisconsin oh, yeah. in that year, twenty twenty one. And Rowley Rowley made the team that year. Well, that was when we were at the Dells there, Ben. Oh yeah, the Dells, man. That that dome, that dome. Uh, Dome can get you. It just traps you, and there's no air circulation. You feel it feels like a Vegas casino where it's like the same time of day all day. Yeah, and it's like gray in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, this doesn't um, mean any of these guys are involved in the gambling. Oh, oh yeah. Which I would like an update Someone on told because me, I was supposed to I had, be. The I news. Had, I heard someone told me it wasn't anyone that notable. That was I don't know this to be factual or not factual. That was what I was told by someone last week. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I for Iowa and Iowa State, there's a it's just kind of hanging. I, you got to figure the teams know at this point, right? You would think, yeah. Um, but do they? They're good secret keepers so far. All both both Iowa State and Iowa. We haven't heard a. Yeah. I mean, I've heard rumored names. None I would mention. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I assume what we'll hear maybe closer to the to the date. Yeah. So the one thing um, the one thing I would say about, um, we were just talking. Oh, my gosh. I just looked at a name, and I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, okay. What was I going to talk about, Christian? Oh, um, other teams and transfers. Mm-hmm. Other teams and transfers, if uh, – we will have this period where the coronavirus thing ends with the extra year. And I'm curious to see if that will lessen the transfers. Cause like a decent portion of the guys who transfer this year are in their latter, you know, sixth year or whatever. Right. Yeah. Franek, Truax, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, obviously Kelly, I was not, but a lot of them are. So one is like, Hey, when we get done with that era, which we're only two years away, I mean, done with that. Yes. Right, two years away. So, if wonders if we get done with that, if that will lessen the amount of transfers because there'll be less graduates. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll be I'll be kind of glad for that just to get back to the regular seriously four, four and five years and just always the wondering who's got how much eligibility, et cetera. Um, yes, that'll be that'll be good. So awesome. I'm doing um, recruiting rankings. I'm working on that. Come out in a couple of days. And it's just so weird because, like, a couple of years ago doing them, it's like, well, they missed out on this weight. They're going to have a hole there. Yeah. Now it's just like doesn't even matter, really, because it's like, okay, you're going to just go get somebody in the transfer portal. Yeah. Who, right. does, who does, you know, insert non-power team develop at the need weight? Yeah. Let me see if I can jump in there and snag snag that person. And it really does only feel like there's about three to five teams who are in this um, – Base where they have a whole bunch of boosters or or a booster who has deep pockets and who's willing to spend money on people. Um, it doesn't seem that like there's not twelve people in this yeah. thing. You know, Mizzou's not making offers. I need to make some more money. Then Mizzou be making some more offers. <laughs> I need to get even richer. Yeah. Let's go. I'm gonna start throwing money at everybody. There, there, there is a. I feel like there is some good movement with with the portal. You're seeing some, it's not always non-power to power. You're seeing, you know, I'm just kind of scanning through the. Through well, who the did that article last week? Um, uh, Spay? I they did Co- the article. Kozak, maybe. Kozak? I mean, the, top, the top ones were absolutely power programs. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm saying there's there's other, you know, Boone McDermott to. Oregon State, um, Wyatt Henson to Lock Haven. Um, who? Wyatt Henson. He's on his third or fourth college now. Third, third school. In as third many school. years. In as many years. Uh, Travis yeah. Mastro to Northern, Northern Colorado. Um, there, it's a lot more one way than the other, but. There, well, all some... those ones you're mentioning are guys who have not 
scored points yet. Yeah. Right. I mean, they haven't they haven't done the Not thing. Significant ones. So, yeah. Here, here, most, I, I found the article. It is written by uh, one John Kozak. You are correct. Team points for the NCAA tournament transferring. So number one, Penn State. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Iowa. Number four, Oklahoma State. Number five. Uh, sorry. Number four, Oklahoma State. Number five, Iowa State. So, th- I mean, those five, I can tell you they're spending money on this. They have the boosters who are willing to put the money behind it. They're very traditional power programs. Um and it shows. So yeah, I think it'll be nice uh if this slows down or stops at some point, it'll be great because it is illegal. Um and uh it'd be nice if the NCA cracks down on it. They will not. They will they're Aussie <laughs> They're what? They do not want to get sued. Uh sued Again. by who the kids? Yeah, I mean they that's what precipitated all this. They got sued and lost. Pretty sure they're just like, all right, fine, yeah. y'all, y'all go yeah. ahead, enjoy it. Um, and you, wh- advocate, I you, think... you advocated for it pretty strongly too. You I want... love, I love the ability of kids. And, but Christian, you got to realize how stupid it was. Kids couldn't go. I got, I was told I wasn't allowed to pay Logan Steber more than three hundred dollars a day for a wrestling camp. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Logan Steber or Kyle Dick couldn't sell T-shirts because that's illegal. Like. These are the type of things. I'm not Come advocating up. for boosters to pay money, but I am advocating, and I was and still would, for kids to be able to earn money. And if Logan Steber's worth $2,000 a day, I should be able to pay him $2,000 a day, you know, as a real thing. So some would say, and I I would, I may just go back and listen to the episode, okay. but I, do you remember the FRL where you and Willie went at it on this very topic? Um. This, this no, some, I don't remember that. Some, oh, I must have been ago. a calling guest, right? You called him, yeah. You called him Plantation Willie, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh what, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, I remember what, that. That's pretty, which is a pretty wild thing to say. That's but, so funny. Um, but I'm pretty sure one of the main contentions, and I'll have to go back and listen because it's been okay. the last time I listened to it was the day it happened. But I'm pretty sure it was very obviously like one of his points was well. Okay, yeah, obviously that makes sense, but here's what's going to happen. This is the obvious thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to become 100% pay for play. And that's, yeah. you know, then that's what's happened. Sure, but again, the rules. But you don't are like specifically... it. But the rules say you can't do that. Yeah. And that's, I would have <laughs> never advocated for, for boosters to be able to pay money. And I'm sure I didn't at that point in time. Yeah. Right, we got to go back right? and listen to it. We'll yeah, I mean, you can find some exact quotes, but I, I'm pretty sure I never would have said, I think boosters should be able to pay money specifically, and it is currently against the rules. That's the problem. The NCAA is not having enforcement. And you know what's funny to me is, and I think I've said, I'm sure I've said this before, is like, okay, if it's against the rules now and they're doing it, why didn't they just do it before? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's, it's not like it's cool now. It's against the rules. And it was against the rules before. Why didn't people just do it before? Or did they do it before? I mean, obviously, in the major sports. Power programs, yeah. Power sports. Yeah, I mean. football and basketball have gotten in trouble for doing things like this. But I, I don't know or did not hear of anyone in wrestling doing something to this effect. Um, I mean, the worst thing I heard before wrestling, and I, I wouldn't say this worse, it was like J-Rob would pay guys a little extra to do his camps, so he freed up some scholarship money. And, like, he did a month-long camp. He probably, he probably should pay them pretty well. You know, like... That was the only thing I can think of. Yeah. The, the NCAA used to be much more strict about the rules than they are now. Now they just don't care. Yeah. This. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's interesting. Um, speaking of rules, since Ben's a big rules guy suddenly, uh, all but one <laughs> of the NCAA rules proposals were passed, and I was sort of surprised at the one. Did you? Did you? Are you up to speed on this, Ben? Uh, which one was it passed? The turning point. Uh, riding time stays as is. Oh, I'm good with that. You know what someone brought up to me that was going to be a disaster with this, and I didn't really think of it this Everyone way. Everyone says it's going to be a disaster. Wait, which one? No, nothing. Nothing. Every, every, yeah, go ahead. The future is doomed. Yeah. No, I think this one really will be. Uh, the two, three, and four point near fall. Uh, in theory, I actually really like it, but... Now I, they were the person was saying that every single time where they think there was one extra second because you get an extra point right if, if it was a two swipe and you think it was a three swipe 
that would be another point. Mm-hmm. Or if it was a three swipe and you think it was a four swipe, that's an extra point, you know, because it is kind of a decent gap between two and four, right? Or previously five. Um, and now two and three is a very small gap. And three and four is a very small gap. And when do you start counting? And did they start counting late? I mean, we had the, this year, we had the brick in the NCAA finals, the Real Woods Andrew Lear's match so, between a two and a four swipe. Did you know that that was because they could, they could not get the re, the review loaded in for an extended period well, of time? That's why it took so long. Yes, it wasn't oh, it wasn't them deliberating. But they did they did they did throw the brick over the two and four slides. So I feel like this person brought. I, I'm blanking on who it was. I, I should give them credit. I feel like, but I feel like there will be a lot of college coaches saying that was three seconds, not two seconds, or that was four seconds, not three seconds, and there'll be a lot of bricks on you that. St- you point. still it's not freestyle though you don't have a, a you don't get a brick per match you've got a correct you have to be selective so i'm i'm prepared to say right now 9 a.m monday Wait, selective 9th, selective monday, christian or june or 19th this is not going to be a thing we will revisit bookmark this moment we're gonna bookmark look back it. in a year and we're gonna be like it's not been that bad okay uh but so you don't have to be selective if you're right Right. Because if you get it correct, you get your brick back. Mm-hmm. And and then I think I want, is, is the rule defined as like when the referee gets in position or can you complain that they weren't in position correctly? Because most NCAA refs are pretty good at this, but obviously like at a high school level, sometimes they can be way off. Yeah. That definitely happens so that, also. Is that set? I mean, in the rules, does it specifically state the referee will start counting when they get in position or is it when they cross the 45 degree threshold? I mean, that's when they're supposed to start counting not when they're you know yeah but theoretically they have to be in position to begin that count you know they don't have to be like laying on the mat to start swiping so. yeah you know i was thinking on this uh on, i was thinking of this on the yanni thing and you could probably do I, i'm sure there's technology to do this Man. but um what I saw some screenshots that were definitively that he broke 90 that i had not seen really in, in our, yes we were trying to find it in our video, but I was thinking something where you could like connect two dots to like their shoulders, right? And then mm-hmm. you could see like, but then you have to have a 360 degree camera because, right, if you're looking from the wrong angle, you're not going to be able to see the exact dots. Does that make yes. sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, or like a sensor cool. on the mat that can like. Well, it would have to be a sensor on their shoulders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe in your singlet straps, you put it put it like in the singlet straps, and when one crosses over the other, you know something lights up, and then you start swiping. I'm I'm down for this. Yeah, invent the technology. Yeah, I will invent it. Invent probably it. That probably doesn't seem too hard. Two two sensors which are connected to each other. Yeah, I'll work on that next week. This week you need to kind of slammed. <laughs> you need to realize when they break ninety, and it's only in certain times because you can break 90 obviously on top yeah yeah the machines can learn this yeah just put in chat gpt yeah we'll just you know what that's who's gonna write the code for me and invent (laughs) invent the little discs we're gonna start putting in the go inside singlets that's gonna be the big thing we're gonna need a lot of like people that can sew that's kind of a dying art (laughs) now we're gonna have nil funds for seamstresses for each team they could probably be like paper thin and just go like inside, you know, like the singlet straps, like inside there somehow. What if we just uh, insert a chip one time into their backs? You know, two chips. Just in- well, you would chip. need two chips because you yeah, need two, chi- two chips injected into your back. And then we could also like know where you are and stuff. This could be fun. Think about it. Okay. Uh, All I'm the other count. rules are. Pass through. That's the three-point takedown. You now ha- are supposed to be working to turn on top, which yes was. I love not, that. That's was not a rule previously. Um, a lot of people freaked out about these rules, but I think I think they're going to be good, and we're going to look back in a year and be like, okay, this is this is good good stuff. I know um, a few people in my club were complaining. They don't like the. Um, tough they wrestling. think the ankle grab stuff needs to be more clearly defined. I like as to. I feel like that will happen. There will be like more clarity, like how the rules exactly written. Cause it's not clear that if you can, you can just like pinch and sit on the ankle, right? It's not, 
yeah. When it says grab, you can't like grab with your leg, really. Feet, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, or feet. So I don't know. I but I just have to assume that that's going to be worked out um, eventually. We have yeah. to. And so you know, I was thinking about um. So my, I was talking about this with some coaches the other day, um, but bottom and I, in college it does get more even, but especially in high school. And you could say because you're about you're the Buffalo Gap coach, you probably remember this. That's but cool. bottom is very clearly harder than top. I say in our practice room, in our in our folk style practice room, we spend way more time on bottom. Yeah, we don't spend that much time on top, and somehow guys are still good on top. Like we spend a fraction of the time on top that we do on bottom, and guys are still. Like I never go home from a tournament and be like, damn, we sucked on top, you know. But I go home yeah. and play in tournaments where I'm like, can't freaking get off bottom. We spend so much freaking time on it. Yeah, it's it yeah. is tough. I mean, it. I mean, just solving like just a basic cross wrist ride is such a barrier for a, a lot of kids. If, if the guy on yes. top knows how to ride with reliable pressure, yeah, you spend a lot of time there, and it yes, and it can be all for naught too, just like you're describing. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, you should work I think on I'm on mostly good. I'm mostly happy about him. Yeah, I I can't wait to see him in, in action. I we should be having some. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna say it. What? Well, I'll just say it. You know, we've done college. Tell us the secret. We've done college rules in the past at who's number one. I think the uh -oh. we should. I think we should debut the the new rules on who's number one this year. What do you think about that? That'll be interesting. That'll be fun. Uh, I mean, that'd be a quick turnaround to, uh, because obviously most of these guys would be competing in Fargo or say Cadet or Junior Worlds or something. And then the, the quick turnaround to what what modifications should we make to our style uh, given the new rules? Yeah. I mean, what, what do you sense? think would materially change drastically other than the fact they're going from freestyle to folk style? Well, I'm saying there's like a top in top uh if they call stalling as as they say they're going to, I feel as though it's going to make top way harder, and people are going to have to, um, you know, change the way they do top a little bit. Mm -hmm. I wonder yeah. if referees will come out strong calling top, uh, calling stalling on top wrestlers yeah. a lot early in the season, or if it'll be a more of a kind of a break in getting used to. Calling stalling on top. I if I, I had bet to they predict, come out hard. Hard. Yep. They're gonna say, you know yeah. what? Let's just like set the tone in these opens. Like if you're not working the yes. turn, let them up. Do something with the wrist. Do something with this. Do something, or or let them up. Um, I think it'll be good. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of guys. And generally, to change things up. Generally that um, generally that type of thing when they come out hard like that, that will um change behavior on top because you're gonna be like well why am i riding him if i'm just gonna get punished so i'm gonna be you know kind of careful i don't want to get that first stall call right away so see you know, this is why i think it's that's why i think it's beautiful because the guys that are not good at turning or not good on top are not going to waste time and they're gonna go back to probably where they're more proficient which would mean more exciting on their feet and not waste yeah. time just trying to ride for 48 seconds or whatever they can do and just shove a guy out of bounds, whatever. We know all the tactics that, that fire Ben Askren up. Yeah, get rid of those, and uh, it'll be great. No, we need we need yeah. more double stalling. Bottom and top men. You An can both be stalling. Another Shenandoah Valley staple. <laughs> I've seen it. I have seen it. I'm not exaggerating <laughs> at all, and there are witnesses. Uh, I have seen double stalls in under 15 seconds into a match. Straight stop. up. Under 15 up. seconds. If, if you are not... This dude was like, if you're not attacking the legs or trying a throw or something, you're stalling. Let's go. <laughs> this dude, he he is. I hate it. He is one hundred, certainly one of the worst refs in sports history. In sports in sport, history, not the top. history of wrestling, the history of sports. This guy, I won't use his name, but I know oh, it well. Oh my goodness! You think he listens to our show? A bit. Huh? You think he listens to the show? <laughs> Absolutely not. He didn't know anything about wrestling. You know anything, um, which is part of the problem. Oh, oh my man, goodness. we should do a we should do a flow film on Shenandoah Valley officials. It, <laughs> it, would, it would be awesome. Okay, we haven't done questions in like a while, so let's do some because there's you guys uh, sent some great ones in. Um, I think this one next one is is easy, but I'm curious what 
what you would say, Ben, and it's from Dominic Montano. Who has the hardest path in the Olympic trials next year? Jordan Burroughs, oh, Thomas this was Dillon, a good one. or Yanni Diakamahalis? That's a hard one right there. Um, well, I think it's impossible to say for sure because we don't know who's all going which weights. Um, and if everyone that, that could potentially make 57 goes to 57, I'm going to say that. Really? Um, hell yeah. If of all, okay. Think about, think no about way. our potentials here. I can't believe you said that. Spencer Lee, Dayton Fix, RBY, Seth Gross. I mean, we got keep going. Vito, Nishan. Like, are those guys really going to all go down? Like, that's a freaking minefield right there. Nishan, fifty-seven. Come on. Okay, probably not Nishan. Fiction, but the other writer, of, of the other five I mentioned, of the other five I mentioned, which one do you not think is going down? Um, I, is Seth Gross still doing this? Is he really going to go down again? That would maybe. Is he going to go up? Going up didn't work for him. Remember, he kind of got he just he's it sucks for him because there's not a weight class for him, right? Yeah. But he's a tweener. Yeah. This is a guy who wrestled 141 an entire season in college. Yeah. But um, he's just not his most effective is very clearly 134. Um, Vito, again, most effective, very clearly 134, but you kind of gotta assume he goes down. He he's been public about he'll go he, down. He is going down. He said, "Yeah, I, I clearly has to listen. You want there's a top dog at one weight though, which yeah. 57 might be deeper, but Cal Dake. Yeah, I, first of all, okay, I can't believe I I really am stunned that you said this, Ben. Um, I thought we would all just say Jordan and move on. Um, okay, but for okay, Gil- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. If you're gonna if you're gonna throw me under the bus like that, no, you're not being thrown. I, I just well, said you, I'm surprised. you did. You you pushed me right. You, you know you did. You, it was worse." You, it was you, one of those trains on the track. You pushed me in front of the track. No, you, you, you are petting That's the bus. You fed the bus a carrot. <laughs> I, you did that. Thing. You believe that really okay. happened, right? Let me ask you this: who, who has the potential to finish in a lower placement? Given what I said, Gilman or Burroughs? To finish in a lower placement, um, th- then what? Each other? In the trials fields. Yeah, then each other. So I think it's obvious that it's Thomas Gilman. So to me, that makes it tougher, right? Burroughs, if he makes 74, he's going to be probably second or third, right? If he loses to Marshall again, he's third. If he beats him, he's probably second. I love Keegan. Uh, I don't think he's beaten Jordan Burroughs yet. You know, I think if Burroughs were to keep wrestling, at some point in the future, it's going to happen. Um, but, you know, Gilman, I could see Gilman losing to a few of the dudes I mentioned. So, all right, I'll, I'll say this. One, one thing you're not factoring in is the fact that all those people coming down are, are going to be feeling it just as bad, if not worse. So is Jordan. So, well, I'm talking about Thomas right now. I'm talking about Thomas. Okay. For, yeah. for Thomas, it's like, oh, yeah, Vito's going to be in there. He's going to be feeling bad, right? We saw that what the cut did to him. Dayton at yeah. 125 is going to be feeling bad. And we've seen, we saw and have seen Gilman can navigate against all those guys, all of them. He has beaten or outplaced all of them, right? Yeah. And I don't. I just don't throw Spencer in there yet until we see him in there. That's fair. For 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 Burroughs at seventy four. How many domestic matches have we seen him win at seventy four in the last? Yeah. I don't know. In a minute. Four or five years. Right. He hasn't. Ha- he hasn't had to. And how many at the scratch weight two hours? He hasn't had to. Combine yeah. that with the fact that we just saw him lose to Chance Marshall to 2.5 times in one series. 2.5. Combine that with the fact that Jason Nolf, uh, or Jason Nolf's going to be going down, and Kyle Dake is still there and as good, but probably better than ever. Okay. I, I just think it is just so daunting for Jordan at, at 74. Um, compared okay. to Gilman, who he had a bad day. But let's be honest, he was in position to win both matches and didn't. Um, he didn't look to be far off. And, yeah, not his best performance. And maybe maybe it will be a career-defining loss for Thomas, and he goes up and wait. We never see him. And if he goes up and wait, then it's then the Olympic dream is over for 2024. He's just not going to be big enough to do it at 65. Yeah. I think he's going to do it differently. We've seen he can be functional at 57. He was not this time. 
and it, he paid a price for it. But I'm just not ready to say he has outgrown it forever because the guy's he's got to be pushing 30. He made it for a while. I think he can make yeah. it again. Um, yes, whereas we have not seen Jordan have to make 74 two hours and be super, super effective in, in quite a bit. You could say 2019. Jordan could have potentially outgrown the weight, whereas Thomas is still currently Maybe making has it. it. And, and, Tom, and I'm, Thomas could have. Thomas could have outgrown the weight. Um, I'll give you the depth at 57 is concerning, but the, the final boss at, at 74 is, is why. I final think boss. And then for Yanni, yeah. Um, I guess, is, do we say Yanni's is the, quote, easiest just because Yes. it's just not as many good elite guys plus the fact yeah. that, um, you know, he obviously can beat Nick Lee. And Nick Lee is also, at this point, he's unlikely to medal based on his international performances. Um, um, that's how I'd think about it, yeah. So, therefore, he's not sitting out. Therefore, you know, all yeah. kind of a level playing field. What's he going to do? I feel like, see, we, we talked about it on hmm. the last show. I, I feel yeah. certain he's going to go down. I feel like he has to. I feel like he has to. I feel like it's smart. I think he, suck it up. <laughs> he can do it. Um, but he didn't say. But but Ben, you you feel like he is probably feeling more strongly towards going up, I believe. He's just so big now. Yeah. Yeah, he's big. Yeah. Okay, this is another great question. But I know, I know my answer right away, but maybe maybe Ben and I will, will clash here as well. From Crosshairs, who is more likely to win, assuming NCAAs next year? Richie Figs or Meyer Shapiro? Oh, that's a great question right there. Uh, what weight is Meyer Shapiro going? 49, probably. 49 or 57, I think. Um, I think it's Meyer. I'll just say that. I think it's Meyer. Um. Yeah, I mean, Figs. obviously, Richie Figs uh, has a really good resume this year, That's even though they no. couldn't oh start. I mean, he did. I mean, the negative would be Look he lost to Brandon Courtney. Oh, my gosh. That's what I'm saying. Well, Richie I'm Figs. trying to find it real quick. I was on high school. Ramos, Noto, Figueroa, Ventresca, Barnett. Richie Figs will be preseason ranked three. Three, you think? Three. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Because he won CKLV. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, Figs is up there very high. Um, there's no one at this weight where I'm like, oh, man, that guy is a savage. He can't beat him. I feel like it's Rich Figs. And I think Meyer Shapiro is very good. Yeah. I think Meyer is better. Maybe the weight's tougher. and We don't know what weight he's going. But I'll still stick with Meyer. The other thing is we haven't seen – wait, Meyer did wrestle. Was, wasn't he smashing dudes in college open? Did he wrestle anyone good? Smashing. Smashing dudes. Let That's me uh, – hold on. I'm going to pull up his wrestle stat and see. Who's the best guy that he smashed? No, no, there's not a name. There's not a name? <laughs> nope. What? Wrestle stat just told no me that names. page is forbidden. I there's don't have permission to look at this page. 20 John Does. Yeah, you need permission, bro. What the heck? Did, uh, did Shapiro decide to – Make his profile secret or something? It's saying zero. Uh, what's I got going you. on here? He beat uh, the oh, highest WrestleStat rank guy. Oh, he beat Sam Hilligus eight to three. That's actually That's solid. That is solid. Badgett's not scorer. terrible. He he pinned Badgett. Yeah. Um, why did he injury default again? Uh, oh, got injured. Wait, it says he won by injury, and then he injury defaulted after. That's yeah, weird. I don't know. I don't know about that. All I know is so he the Edinburgh Open, it says first match is he wins by injury, and then he, yeah, Manzona Bryant would have been a good win for him if he would have been able to wrestle him. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. That's hmm. a tough one. So, what about, okay. Uh, I'm going to say Ridgey Fix because Van Ness came on really strong at the end last year. Ridge Lovett is coming back. He's very good. Stasso's got to be going up, right? I don't know. What, what if, what if, what if Meyer goes 57? That's possible, but I mean, okay, we, so we saw, hold on. 49, just, you still have Parco's tough, Henson's tough, um, Pinero's really tough. I mean, I need, I know he just won the bracket with Pinero in it, uh, but I don't believe they competed against each other, and Pinero does have a very specific style. I feel like his odds of winning go significantly down if he goes 57. 
Yeah, just more guys at fifty seven because there's more guys at fifty seven that are really tough. But I so I heard Peyton Rob's gonna redshirt because of the injury. Oh yeah, and Haynes that would make sense. Haynes up. Slide well, Mitchell. I, Mitchell, I still don't know if Mitchell's going this way or 65. I, I don't know the answer. Do you have his number? I mean, we still talk about it. It's like, you know, I told him what my opinion is, and I'm sure they're going to figure it out, and it's going to be fine. There you go. So it looks like Meyer, he had more matches at Edinburgh Open than it shows. He Oh, really? A, yeah, he had a, I'm looking at on Arena. He had a 9-2 win, then he had a 5-1, or he had a pin. Over Depron, and then he had, then he forfeited out after he made the the semis. So I don't know why. Weird. Yep. Okay. Uh, other questions. I wish there were some other good ones. Let me pull it up. Oh, there's a really funny one. Let me read it. All right, Nick Croninger. After Final X, my wife asked me if that one guy, Yaya Diakama Thomas, made the team. How do I break it to her that not only did her favorite wrestler not make the team, he never existed? Also, Well, he some... does exist. It's a, it's, a, it's a meshing of people. Yeah, a melding. Uh, also, what are some of your favorite examples of a loved one not knowing the sport? Yaya Diakama Thomas. Um, that is hysterical. I don't know how you break it to her. Be like, uh, sorry, sorry, honey. My wife would say, like, you know, I kind of like knew what I was talking about. I came close on this one. It's like you gotta like there's a real name in there. Yaya Thomas is in there somewhere, and then he's confused with a few other syllables. Yaya Diakama Thomas. Uh, what are some of your favorite examples of a loved one not knowing the sport? This would be my wife, but um I can't think of anything offhand, but she says some wild stuff and then she gets offended while I'm like, Oh my god, you've been on wrestling how many years? This is what you're saying? So <laughs> she my, gets mad. She's like, you know, I don't pay close attention. <laughs> I was surprised by one this year because Katie, my wife, had she had gone to when I was coaching, she would go to almost everything. She would sit up there and yeah. it, and she she would know what was going on. And she was, you know, subdued. And then Caleb started competing, and then she became uh uh, uh one of those moms that's like she screamed so, so you know how there are illegal headlocks, right? And then something happened to Caleb at one point where he was in one or something. I don't even recall. But then she started to think that all headlocks were illegal, and she's sitting mats. I see, that's illegal. You can't do a <laughs> oh headlock. Oh my gosh, really? I was, I was, I was yeah. Uh, I was like, Katie, don't do that. That doesn't help. Um, oh she's probably God. listening right now. But um, I was like. But yeah, the the parent aspect uh, brought out brought out the wild side, uh, <laughs> unsurprisingly. Uh, so that so that funny. was my, that was one thing. My dad just screaming to my brother uh, in the middle of matches. He would just yell, "Assert yourself!" in the middle of a match, um, as if that was advice, which is you know. Which Sounds is, like half the things I heard from college coaches. Well, I was about to say that's comparable to just screaming wrestle in the middle of yeah. the match uh, to a to a collegiate or senior level athlete. Uh, any funny mm. ones, or, or does everyone just know wrestling in Iowa and this just doesn't happen? And this is totally unrelatable to JD. More or less, the names, the names, no, the names, the, yeah, names. It's kind of funny to like think about. Like if you had never seen a name like Yanni Dakamahalis, it's so normal yeah. to us. But or a name like Amucha Stegi, mm-hmm. but I can spell it without even like thinking about it. You can't spell Amucha Stegi. Spell it. I, Not Amucha Stegi. I bet Christian I, can. I can. Yeah. Well, I didn't see. test you. I'm testing JD. Okay. I cannot spell Amucha Stegi. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But there also I don't a funny think I thing. Can spell it. Dad's just. Just get as there's a certain age threshold where they just start messing up names and don't even bother to, to yes. learn them correctly. That just happens. My, That's my dad too. My dad is so bad. It's so have to be dad. Sion. See, Sion is a different. There's a different. He's a different beast. He's a there's different a, beast. Yeah. But my dad's. We have you guys know these guys, Joe and James Williamson. Mm-hmm, Their yeah. name is Williamson. Yeah, my William. dad, dude. I went to I went I went to college in 2002. 2002, he still calls him Williams. You know how many times I've corrected him and said it's Williamson? 
Williamson. <laughs> Every time, Williams to just oh yeah, get I saw a name. Joe Williams. I'm like, you mean the guy from Iowa? No, it's your college teammate. Like, <laughs> Williamson. Yeah, there's just something in the brain that just stops. That just says no. That that is actually yes. his name. Now his name is Joe Williams now. <laughs> and my dad actually figured out how to watch his show, so now he's going to know uh, I was talking about him. He oh, figured shoot. out how to use YouTube. Um, <laughs> did I tell you guys about this? No. Because he, he was just telling me about the Eloy boys uh, yesterday. Yeah, he told me I was at his house. Uh, maybe it was from Freestyle State. He goes kind of close to the Dells-ish out in the country. Um, and me and Alex were there, and he's like, yeah, I figured out how to um, – there's YouTube white and YouTube black. And I'm like, oh, is YouTube white? Yeah, I watched some full wrestling matches. And I'm thinking like, wait, did he figure out? I'm actually thinking he thought, like, did he figure out how to, did, is Flo streaming some stuff on YouTube that I don't know about? Like, what is he talking about, you know? And then, he, you know, he's talking about the YouTube white and YouTube black. Oh, no. And it's just it's just the, the icons on the, the TV, you know? <laughs> but he, So he's like, let me show you. So he goes to it. And it was just YouTube. Dad, I love you, but it was it was just YouTube. And then he looks at YouTube, and he's like, look at all this awesome stuff on YouTube. And I'm like, wait. He just figured out what YouTube was. Man. This is 2023. I mean, Ben, so don't be throwing stones things. in a glass house here. Yeah, you can't find nothing. <laughs> the only reason you know YouTube exists is because Amy's good with the remote. <laughs> Stop. But then he started going to Flow Wrestling's channel. He's like, look at all these awesome things I can watch on Flow Wrestling. <laughs> and so then, but then he was thinking it was still Flow Wrestling and not YouTube. That's funny. So can my dad ma- is now watching a ton of Flow content. <laughs> what he an incredible thrill. Boys. So he's a big wrestling guy. He's got a lot to catch up on, though, if he just figured out YouTube. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of work to do. It's going to be like Michael Scott. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine the thrill of just now discovering the treasure trove of content. If you just didn't know and you just get dropped into it and you knew everything else that was going on in the world and then you found out there was YouTube, that would be pretty awesome. Shout out to Chuck Askren. Chuck, right? Chuck, yeah. Yep. So he loves it. He's watching Keegan O'Toole matches. He's watching the Eloy boys. What else was he watching that he was telling me about? I did watch some FRL. He told me about some FRL that he was watching. Um, I can't. There's a whole bunch of stuff. He was telling me about all this flow stuff he was watching. He was so pumped. Well, we'll thank we thank him for his uh, yes. his patronage of our YouTube channel. Now so, we gotta see. You know, when's he gonna figure out how to get in the chat here? That's that's the next step right there. That is the next step. I would love. Yeah. What if he just. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I uh, could go back and like get the experience watching like some of our films for the first time. Yeah, that would be fun. Oh, no, I remember what he was saying. He was saying he taught his friend how to do it. He oh, taught wow. his friend how to watch you guys. And he used YouTube Black. <laughs> yes, and his friend was then watching FRL. And I, I can't remember what phrase I used, but one of the phrases I used, he's like, oh, that sounds just like you, Chuck. And he was telling me how his friend was now watching FRL on YouTube and saying it sounded like him. Oh my gosh, that's that's actually hysterical. Yes, um, it's awesome. <laughs> I thought when you said, I thought it was just gonna be like you know how you can have like night mode or or day yes, mode. like it's just yes. white or black. I thought it was gonna be that, but no, it was actually even better. Okay, from FRL listener, most people's biggest complaint with freestyle is I don't know. This is most people's biggest complaint, but uh, I'll indulge. Is one leg lace can end a match in twenty seconds. Uh, what do you think about a limit of three turns on top? After that, they are brought back to their feet. I don't, I don't like it. I don't. Oh no, Ben is now muted. Hold on, we're trying to bring him back. Look at Audio him. Issues. He's moving around. I like how he moves his head. Like that's gonna bring him back. Now he's screaming. Probably gonna say the f. <laughs> While we wait for uh, Ben to return, I just want to shout out my kids for this Father's Day shirt. It's got a bulldog that's dabbing, and it says dead on it. This drip is just insane. You can never... Oh, Ben's back now. (laughs) I'm back. All right. Uh, You want to talk about this leg lace thing? Yeah, what do you think? Well, do you remember? I don't know. You you might be too young in wrestling for this, Christian, but back in my day, I want to say it changed in... I want to say change in 2005 or something. You could only do one leg lace or one gut wrench at a time. Do you remember this? I uh, yeah, I remember. Okay, and so then and then so no one did leg laces because they also had a near fall. So with a gut wrench, you could you gut could, them, 
hold them for an extra point, and then Appreciate you got you. them again, right? Yes. That was how you like were able to do it multiple times. But with the leg lace, obviously, there's no way to hold them. So if you got a leg lace, you could only do it one time. So barely anyone was putting any effort into doing leg laces because there just wasn't a good return on the investment. Um, from a competitive standpoint, I do think it sucks a little bit. I actually don't – it wasn't one of my guys. I don't remember which match I was watching at um, the junior trials, but someone was up relatively big. They got leg lace for like 16 points. Like yeah. they were up by like I want to say six ish or something. Oh and yeah, yeah. Had a nice takedown right in the leg lace and just you know it's like so like in that instance one guy I don't want to say he was better but he was winning by six so he had scored more points which would generally lead us to believe he's better. He gets if leg they wrestled lace. the match ten times that opponent probably that kid probably would have won nine times yeah. something like that. Yeah, if that's how you define so, better. Yeah, Man, but it, it does. It does add this element of like a pin. Like, yeah, if you get leg lace, you're like, oh crap, it's over. So from a spectator point, it probably is way better, right? I think it's great. I also, I man, I tell you what, it doesn't bother me at all. And I'll also say, I think it's it does not happen as much as maybe people think. There's a lot of text in freestyle, tons. I don't think there's that many takedown four turns match over at, at the highest levels. I think. I think, you know, you look at some of the early round stuff, sure, I bet it happens a lot, yeah. but they would they would do it the same with five takedowns on some of those guys. It's just an efficient way to end yeah, the match. Yeah. But it's pretty you watch Final X, there there wasn't a lot of this. You watch even like US Open, you know, Vito had the one, right? But beyond that, there was not a ton of like I don't think it's this thing that just ends matches all the time and it's so frequent. Um I, I think it's a cool yeah, thing. I would say it, that at a lower I, level it is more frequent. Yes. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. I believe that too. Um may and maybe that's something. I am not against I think at the highest level I'd be really against them changing, but maybe at a youth level or something high school, maybe maybe you limit it so there's more more time and I don't know, maybe that would be better cuz that's developmental. Yeah. You're trying to develop and if guys just get taken down and laced yeah. and the match is over right away, maybe that's not as yeah. good. So yeah, I mean, where where I would say like I really would really would hate I really do hate something like this. And Wisconsin did something great. We did a beginner state this year, which is awesome. But you know, when you're trying to get new kids into freestyle, and there's not a lot of competitions, and you know, it's like okay, if you take a kid who's you know not that great of a wrestler, but they want to get into it, and you take them and they wrestle a freestyle tournament against, they're they're done in like 45 set, right? They get taken down, gut 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 over, taken down lace, boom 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 over. And they're just not getting a lot of development because they're not spending a lot of time on the map because they're newer. They've never done freestyle. They don't understand how to defend the turns, you know, that type of thing. So when you mm -hmm. did a beginner, we did a beginner state this year. It was great because all these kids were having very competitive matches because obviously the opponent wasn't skilled on top. Therefore, they weren't getting turned a bunch on bottom. Yeah, no, for sure. Also, in the spirit of Father's Day, JD's father, Dan Rader, in the chat. Oh, did you know this? I did not. Hey, does he know how to use YouTube? Apparently. He knows how to use YouTube. He's on Facebook, though. Maybe he doesn't oh, know Facebook about YouTube chat. Black. <laughs> Call your dad after the show and tell him about YouTube Black. He's a he's a technology coordinator, so he's... Oh, so he's up oh, on he's, it. He knows how you're doing. This is how he's so tech savvy. This JD. Man, my dad in the Facebook chat. That would be wild. <laughs> Let's get him in there. Tracy. Someone go to his house and set it up. Tracy's kooky. Um, okay, here's... I thought this question was silly. Um... Let me find it. From Bennett Durham Klein. Oh, it's 9.33. Look at us. Well, let's <laughs> Look at us go. Question, then we'll call one more day. question. Let's see if Ben, Ben, every time I think Ben's going to zig, he's been zagging today. What's more likely to happen? Kale going 159-0 in the Bo Nickel era or Bo Nickel going 159-0 in the Kale Sanderson era? Oh, uh, I think this one's easy. Me too. Uh, I think it's Kale for sure. Yeah. Because Bo, Bo just wasn't quite as good as a freshman, he made significant progress and skill development over the course of his four years. But his freshman year, he, you know, he lost and Nate Jackson obviously became way better, but at the time Nate Jackson wasn't great. Yeah. He lost to him. Um he had a whole bunch of other really competitive matches. So I'm I'm thinking it was definitely uh Kale. Yeah. N no doubt about it. Okay, and with that, I think once a week we just affirm that Kale was just better than everyone at everything in wrestling for, for, <laughs> all, for all times. 
And uh, that's it would have been, you know, would have been interesting. Hold on, let's hold yeah. on one second. Make it it would have been very interesting if Kayla's freshman year would have had to beat like an all timer. Yes. That would have been that's the that's what I would like to see. So if like Kale his freshman year is in Bo Nichols weight class Bo's junior year Ooh. or something like that. That's what I'm in for. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be yeah. crazy. Okay. Well, we thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to be back on Thursday. Thursday. Yes, Thursday. sir. Sticking with the schedule. Almost two weeks in a row now. <laughs> we can't be stopped. Hope you guys are having a great summer. Hope you had a good Father's Day yesterday. And um, I don't know what's coming up next other than Fargo. Like Fargo's yeah, we next. I got a little valley here. Little valley. Okay. Yeah. A little Shenandoah Valley. Sounds lovely. We will see you guys Thursday. Have a great week. Have a happy Monday. And we'll see you next time.